Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everybody, to the Agents of Mace podcast. Today, you have myself, Alisa, and Luke. Uh, we're to talk. Bleh, we're talking about what if episode two. Dot dot dot. Got to throw those in there. Question mark. T'Challa was Star Lord, which I'm pretty sure I called that. I mean, I guess we already knew, right? Like, we already knew the three episodes that were going to be out first and who they were about, but. I got excited when I saw it and was like, hey, I said that last week because it makes <laughs> sense to go Guardians next. Um, I was like, that was new to me because I, I've i not looked into the episode list. So I've stayed spoiler free of that. So I, I've had zero clue the order. It would So today's episode was surprising to me because I was expecting this to maybe be at the end or a later episode. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in a way, I... You also expect like they're going to flow with the order of the movies, maybe. Yeah, so I kind of surprised that. by that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, granted, the thing that I thought was going to happen that would have made sense for this to be second never happened. I thought that we were going to see the big tentacle creature at some point, and it'd be like, oh, that's okay. Connect the dots. Yeah. That never happened. But, <laughs> um, I. Definitely enjoyed the first episode better than this episode. This episode wasn't bad, and I had fun watching it. There were a lot of Easter eggs in this episode compared to the last one. But I just felt like they hit us with too many characters all at once. Whereas in episode one, it was like, you know, a couple characters that had different storylines Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, you you could focus on those characters more. But this one, I guess we'll do a quick recap of the episode. But essentially, T'Challa's Star-Lord. So we <laughs> kick off the episode like they kick off Guardians of the Galaxy. He's going to steal the powered uh, stone. And when the guys come to stop him, it turns out that they actually like 
Star Lord. Star Lord <laughs> is like a hero character, sort of like Robin Hood. He steals from the rich and gives to the poor. So I thought that was kind of that was like a fun spin on it. Um, then of course it kind of goes. It still like loosely follows the events of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, they still have to go to nowhere. They still have to talk to the Collector. They're still trying to get something from the Collector. Or I guess technically in the movie, they're trying to sell some something and I don't know. So we still hit like all the major points. But um, I don't know if you guys can see, but I wore my Howard the Duck shirt today. Just, <laughs> you know, wanted to be prepared. Uh, so they meet the collector. Then they have to fight the collector. Uh, and then they escape from the collector and all is well. And... He gets to go home back to Wakanda and see his father. Um, so that's like a loose, you know, we'll, we'll dive into it. But that's the loose outline of this episode. Um, so right off the bat, I I love that they're tying in the movies. Like the events of the movies are how the events of these episodes have worked so far. And granted, there's only two, but that's how they're kind of playing out. So I think that's a lot of fun and I was really enjoying it until we got back to the ship and it was just like character after character after character after character and they all have, you know, different storylines now because mm -hmm. of this new multiverse. And I was like, you, you're already giving me too much to focus on. Um, it was fun getting to see Yandu and getting to see taser face again, like what a character to bring back. Um, but I just felt like, I don't know. It was weird that we never really saw any of the other, other guardians. I mean, we see Drax, but we never see Gamora, which I mm -hmm. think Gamora is in a, isn't there a what if for Gamora? What if Gamora was, I thought, I thought, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be an episode that's Gamora being somebody else. So maybe that's why we didn't see Gamora. But I don't know. I just, the Thanos thing was weird. Like now Thanos <laughs> is good and he's part of the crew. Nebula has this like flowing blonde hair that I was like, what was the, what was the purpose of that? <laughs> just to be like, this Nebula is different. She has hair. Um, yep. Everyone's thriving in the T'Challa verse. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it is. I don't know. It's it's also weird because, like you said, everyone is thriving. Like everyone is doing better <laughs> with T'Challa as Star Lord in the entire universe. So it's weird that this wasn't the prime timeline. Um, I guess there's less conflict you know. in this timeline. They can't put make a movie out of this. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What are what are your thoughts on uh? On the beginning of this episode. Go for it, Alisa. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, a lot of thoughts. I'm gonna hold <laughs> hold back. <laughs> All my thoughts are positive. I loved this episode. As much as I liked last week's, I liked this one more. Uh <laughs> and much like last week, uh T'Challa is a much better Star Lord than Peter Quill ever was. <laughs> Which that's not that's not really uh, surprising. Whenever we break down uh, Peter's abilities and aptitudes, 
he would rank pretty low amongst all of the MCU people. But T'Challa is great, and he like totally shifted like the course for uh, not only like Yondu and the crew, but so many others. Like y'all said, Thanos. I was like, what? T'Challa converted Thanos <laughs> to good with with an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that they he keep just, bringing like, talks up. To him like, buddy, there are better ways for us to save the universe. <laughs> yeah, nobody like, thought of that in the in the prime timeline. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why Gamora is not there. Is because oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe something happened to where uh, there was there was a real need for a rational voice in his life, and so he just connected with T'Challa. It's <laughs> like I'm going to hear this kid out. He seems like he's got a real interesting outlook on things. And it's it's very much in T'Challa's character to take this situation and mine every ounce of good from it. He's like, we're getting all of these really valuable artifacts. It's ridiculous for us to turn that into mere profit when we can be saving billions of lives. And then Yondu's like, oh, I guess that is right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I was a big fan of the episode, and I thought that the beginning was uh, really funny because it uh, contrasts T'Challa's humility with how uh, bombastic and overconfident Peter was in the same scene. He's so mad that no one knows who he is, and everyone knows who this Star-Lord is, and he's like, oh, don't call me Lord, I don't like that. And I was even (laughs) like, bro, you're a king. Literally royalty. You can take a few fun titles. So, yeah, it was just the the juxtaposition of the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy and this, to me, was so funny. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked that, too. Especially we get to see the another kind of, like, awkward moment uh, that uh, Bruce Banner had with T'Challa when he wasn't really mm-hmm. sure if he should bow or kneel. Uh, and we get to see that again um, in this episode. I thought it was funny that he kind of like just grabs whoever to be like, yeah, you're on my crew now. <laughs> hey, you're part of my crew. You're, you're on my ship. All right, you're like helping Dijon us. Hansu had a bigger role in this episode than he had in the entire Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a, He was a great character in this too, just like, you know, always being kind of like T'Challa's hype man wherever he went. (laughs) (laughs) And tells everybody, that's my best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I will say that this is one of the moments that I noticed. There were a couple times in this episode where the animation got a little wonky and I couldn't tell if maybe it seemed rushed or maybe if it was just a decision that they made. Um, but when they get back on the ship, I believe it's right when they get back on the ship and Taserface is talking, he like tips his head down and it's like his head was for the model. His head was partly attached to his shoulder or something. <laughs> so when he bends his head down, it like flips his shoulder inwards a little bit. And I was like, well, that was really noticeable. That was weird. What was that? And uh, I don't know. I wanted to point it out just because I was like, I really hope that, you know, maybe that was just something that slipped under the wings or whatever, the watchful eye of quality assurance. 
but <laughs> probably you gotta think of how many series are, are they putting out this summer yeah true something's bound to slip up <laughs> and unfortunately it's probably all gonna be in what if <laughs> yeah yeah the animated one um but i don't know i i really enjoyed t'challa i thought he was a great new star lord very upbeat he's like a good guy Whereas, like, you know, Peter Quill's not, not a good guy, but the Guardians of the Galaxy are thieves, technically. They're like space bandits that just happen to do good things. Whereas this, it was like, no, they're, they're Ravagers still, but they're good guys. They only do good stuff. They steal from the... He says they steal from the those who have to give to those who don't or something, right? And, uh... My first thought was like, well, wait a second. You keep you guys are being really high and mighty with this, but like, are you just stealing from bad rich people? Are you stealing from all rich people? Because I feel like that's different, right? Yeah. It's like it's almost like Robin Hood quoting, right? Yeah. But it's like, did they do it to a T or are they trying to shift it a little there? Yeah. So what about right, you, Luke? So, well, here's the <laughs> here's the part where everyone's gonna hate me. I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't too thrilled with this episode. It's one I'm going to watch again maybe this evening because I know there's like my struggle is like it's hard to watch this because you're looking at these characters that we've grown with for 10 years, but now we're kind of seeing this alternate scenario. So at the same time, I'm I'm like, wanting to see star lord be star lord and that's like part of the thing that i just didn't didn't stick with me it's like i get it and like i know it's it is also weird like why throw this episode this early to try to pull those emotional feels out because this is you know chadwick's last performance um but like him as star lord i just i wasn't buying it it i just thought it was too weird like there there's star lord has this you know, essence about him. This, it's just like, it didn't click to me. And I just thought the whole thing was just kind of weird. Um, I could see that he wasn't like, yeah. you know, even if they had just made him, maybe he could still be T'Challa, but maybe a little bit more witty. Yeah. Like, in, like uh, there, there was that, 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 you know, yeah. and, and you think of guardians, you're also going to think of like the music and we didn't really get any of that. Oh, the very, of very end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it was so appropriate that Peter was working at a Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I've got a, I've got a question about the ending we can talk later. That that was, but that was really fun. Um, but, yeah, you know, just focus on the opening. Yeah, like, I like, I like to sing, hearing these familiar voices is what's really special about this show and what I really like, especially when you, when they can actually get the actual actors to voice their characters. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like that's what set the tone for me in this episode. And then past that, I would agree with what you said. Like a lot of characters, a lot going on, almost to the point where it got a little boring for me. Like there's too much bouncing around um, where it's like, I don't know, it's just hard to focus on what what do we really need to focus on with all right. of these different characters and all of these different stories. Um, well, that's the thing I feel like the the what if, Peggy was Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
her becoming Captain America affected other characters, mm-hmm. but like Stark was still Stark. Yeah. Bucky was right. still Bucky. Like yeah. the, these characters were still the characters that they were. Whereas in yeah. this, it was like just because T'Challa became Star-Lord. Now these 13 characters that you've mm-hmm. known as being these characters are no longer those characters. Now they're mm-hmm. these new yeah. characters you've yeah, never like, met. Exactly. Red Skull is still Red Skull. Like we really only focused on, um, you know, Peggy and Steve. Like mm. they're the only ones that really changed. And I think that keeping that minimalistic approach helps you stay focused and mm-hmm. I could easily hone in on the action. Like I'm excited to talk about the action scenes. Um, cause it's like, why couldn't we see some of this in, in the actual MC movies primarily with the collector? Mm-hmm. He got a lot of attention in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to get to, to some of his stuff. Well, we also finally get to see one of the actual guardians of the galaxy. Uh, once they kind of get back and start talking, we see Drax and he's Mm -hmm. a bartender. Um, I thought, okay, here we go. There's Drax. This is going to be funny. And the second he started talking, it was just like young Captain America or or whatever, young Steve Rogers, where it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's not. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I was trying to find who voiced uh, Fred. I'm going to say this wrong. Tatis Cure. Tatig. Tata. I don't know. Something like that. Um, someone I have not. I don't know anything about, but. I just feel like if you're going to. Make this show, I would almost rather you get someone that can do their own voice for that character as opposed mm-hmm. to doing a voice that clearly you're trying to imitate the person that voices that character or plays that character. Like, it's just distracting. The whole time he was talking, I was like, this sounds like somebody doing a bad Dave Batista impersonation as opposed to Drax the Destroyer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, even what if they just got the guy that voices Drax in the Guardians animated show? Like... I don't know. Maybe that is this guy. I don't know. (laughs) Apparently, uh, he um, he was never approached to voice for what if Mm. is what he what he's saying in the media. Batista. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe because it's just a small role. It was like two seconds. I feel like it would have added though if they just got like that was what that would have been five minutes in a audio booth. (laughs) Maybe they were just out of money at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Must be because. uh, Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. He voiced uh, Drax and Corvus Glaive. Yeah. So one person to voice two characters, which pretty common. Yeah, but I feel like it's common in animated series that are solely animated series. Right, right, right. This, them trying so hard to get all the like main cast to voice the characters. uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's just a weird choice. Mm -hmm. It also wasn't Chris Pratt at the end. Uh, Voicing Peter. Right. Yeah. Brian Delaney. Yeah. I Which <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was, that was another one that was like, well, but like he, I'm pretty sure Batista and Pratt have both said like, I don't know that I want to do this full time anymore, but I don't think that they've said like, we're done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I'm curious to see when I'd like to know when, um, when did what if the whole concept or starting to, to write the show start? Because if this was going on during like the final films, mm-hmm. why couldn't they have signed in the contract? Like, Hey, we're going to do this, this what if series. Like we'd love to have all y'all come back and just do voices. Right. For a day. Like, For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think those kind of details add to this series. Like, I think it's really cool to be like, you recognize the character and you recognize the voice. So I think that's a lot of fun, but like, it's also not necessary. It's just weird that they went out of their way to try so hard to get certain people, but not just everybody. Like, um, of course his name has slipped my mind now. Um, oh my gosh. He's the he's not Taserface, the other guy. Uh, Sean Gunn? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> they got they got Sean Gunn to be in it. Like mm-hmm. and he's I mean, yeah, he's like a funny side character, but he's not a he's not a main character. Right. So like to go out of your way to get him, but you don't get Batista to come record for 30 seconds to say his like one line at the bar. Like that just seems weird. Maybe that scene was just like a late addition to the script. So they didn't really have time to get him. Yeah. And that's what I wonder, like, like you said, Luke, like when did they Mm -hmm. start production on this? Mm -hmm. And was it rushed? Like, was this maybe this episode? They were like coming up on the release and they're like, oh, my God, we haven't like finished everything with this episode. Like, hurry. We got to. I don't know. I I agree that Disney is trying, you know, not in a bad way. They're putting out. I enjoy content. So they keep putting it out like I'm not going to say no to it. But it does. It is like every time a show ends, they've got two more shows coming right on its heels. So I. It'd be fascinating to know if, uh, if these were originally one hour episodes and oh, then, yeah. uh, they get edited down to shorter. I wonder. I mean, it is kind of strange that they're because they're like 30 minutes, right? Just right. pretty much mm-hmm. flat. Yeah. So. I don't know. That would be really, really long. Yeah. For like <laughs> an animated. to cut it down like half of it. Wow. Yeah. Um. One thing about these actors, though, is I know that several of them have recorded for multiple episodes. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I saw, I think Tom Hiddleston said he recorded for two. Uh, Sebastian Stan said he recorded for two. But I read somewhere today, and I don't know how reliable this is, but they said Chadwick Boseman recorded for four. Oh, wow. Hmm. So this might not be the last that we see of T'Challa in What If?, he probably has, I'm guessing, uh, smaller roles in others. Just like I'm guessing that with Tom Hiddleston doing two, there's probably a Loki-centric one and a Thor-centric one. So right. he has a bigger role in the sure. Loki episode and a small role in the Thor episode. And we already have seen one of Sebastian Stan's, and we've seen previews for one that seems to really heavily feature the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing the other one is going to be his, you know, his time to shine. <laughs> well, and we kind of talked about it last week about, like, do we think that the this is leading to a, you know, variant Avengers or is there some sort of ultimate threat? I also wanted to mention, I know Luke last week, you had talked about the, um, the watcher and like, Mm -hmm. who, who was that? And I totally forgot to bring that up last week. So we'll talk about that really quick right now. But from what I know of them, they're just kind of like cosmic beans that Mm -hmm. 
watch over everything that's happening. And we have seen them before in the MCU um, with a Stan Lee moment where he is sitting on the moon talking to the Watchers, like, council or whatever. It was, Mm -hmm. like, an after credit scene in... I can't remember which movie. Um, It may have been Guardians, actually. But, so, it's interesting that they're making the Watcher, like, the narrator for this show. Yeah, Uh, I thought that that was kind of interesting. And I... Every time an episode starts and he starts talking, and again, I say every time an episode starts, there's only been two episodes, but <laughs> he starts talking and I'm like, oh, he's going to tell us something. And then I'm like, oh, this is the opening for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the show open. So I keep having to remind myself every time he starts talking, like, oh, okay, nothing's actually <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, I I uh, dove into the, I was just curious. I need, I want to go back and find that post credit scene now because, yeah, it feels like we would have seen the watchers before but yeah i thought their backstory was kind of interesting it's like they chose to just kind of be these observers versus actually meddling in things yeah yeah. um but i will say that's one thing i've enjoyed is uh especially with jeffrey wright cast to be the the voice for the watcher i think that was a good choice um so that's one aspect i've really liked and curious to see like where is that gonna go yeah yeah i'm wondering like if they're if they are going to come together as some sort of variant avengers what are they mm-hmm. going to be fighting especially if we've already seen like well they can't fight thanos i mean yeah is it, is it gonna be what thanos, we saw so. in the the first episode yeah the big tentacle maybe. monster um are the you know curious like uh there's a reference in this episode about hunt uh hurting scrolls like are scrolls gonna have some sort of big moment in this yeah and but maybe that's where i mean again maybe that's where the um, Captain Marvel what if mm-hmm. episode will kind of lead. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like the show is still kind of open, especially knowing now that people have signed on for multiple episodes. It's like, okay, well, are they going to come back as the same version or will it mm-hmm. be like a, a Loki in a Thor episode? And then in a completely different multiverse is a Loki, a Thor in a Loki episode. Or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think everything is still kind of open at this point with where this could lead. Um, but kind of fast forwarding through the episode here, I want to get to the collector because boy, oh boy, spend a lot of time there. Yeah, and uh, he is ripped. Collector is huge. <laughs> he is a muscle bound monster. Um, I was kind of bummed because like it's the collector like you have to think Mm -hmm. okay the collector there's going to be hidden stuff all over the place and there there were a few scenes where we get to see some hidden things like um especially with the ships all the ships that he has and all the weapons that he has and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll get there but at the beginning where it was like you, you saw all of his collection behind him and it was all just silhouettes. And I was trying mm-hmm. really hard to make sense of any of the silhouettes, but it didn't really seem to be anything. They were just silhouettes or boxes that were like a color. So it was like, <laughs> you can't see what's in that box. Yeah. So I, I was kind of bummed about that. We did see Cosmo again, mm-hmm. um, who they ended up rescuing, which... <laughs> Fun. Okay, I hope Cosmo's part of the show now. Um, and 
Dark Elf. Yep. The Dark Elf. That was one of the first ones. Curious on that they just uh, wanted to focus on that that specific one again. I think it was because like that's a big one that people noticed mm-hmm. in the movie. So yeah. they were like, oh, we'll throw that in there. Um, same with Howard the Duck. He's here again mm-hmm. drinking his martinis. Um, <laughs> it's also funny to note that when he is helping T'Challa run away in a little bit, um, mm-hmm. He stops at a bar to have another martini, and the bartender is the robot bartender from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that that was kind of like a fun little thrown in there thing. Um, but before we get to the escape scene, we'll talk about the fight. Um, because, oh my gosh, the most heartbreaking moment of this entire episode for me was when he holds up Korg's arm and says, Oh, I ripped this off of a. Cron- what are they cronians or whatever so he mm-hmm. basically killed Th- he killed korg and i was like are you kidding <laughs> that's what we're gonna you had to throw in there that he killed korg and stole his arm like oh man that's i mean the stuff that he's got also suggests that he might have killed captain america because he's yeah. got the shield <laughs> yeah the yeah. shield he's got uh he uses uh hella's little crown that mm-hmm. allows him to throw swords, which like, I didn't know that that's what her helmet does. I don't think it gives you powers, but whatever. Yeah, I she could just throw swords. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was a, <laughs> a thing, but, um, but yeah, yeah, he has a, um, Mjolnir as well hanging there. Um, and I tried to kind of look through, there were a couple swords that looked like maybe they were supposed to loosely, be based on swords that we see in Marvel comics, but like none of them were super matches that I noticed at least. So yeah, I think the second half of that rack of weapons was just kind of like assorted weaponry. Um, my favorite scene only because it's fun to pause and look through and see all the things was the, uh, ship room that he runs into um, as he's as T'Challa is escaping, he runs through a room full of ships, and uh, boy oh boy, did they throw a lot of stuff in there. Um, we have the Milano, like from the Guardians movie, because I know that in this series they are also flying in the Milano, but it's painted different. But um, the blue and orange Milano is in there. Um, we have the Grandmaster ship. We have the Captain Marvel prototype jet. We have a Xandarian ship, one of Roman's Necrocrafts, Ant-Man's quantum bubble ship, and (laughs) something that suspiciously looks like an X-Wing in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, When I zoomed in, I was like, ah, it's not an X-Wing. I don't know what it is. Um, Upon further research, they think that it was an X-Wing because apparently, what if's writers have spoken previously about trying to get Luke Skywalker in this series. <laughs> um, I don't know that that has gone anywhere. So maybe that's what this was. Just I know, Mark Hamill keeps like, just popping up on stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> and Disney owns them both, so why not throw them in there? But maybe this was as close as they could get. 
I that made it sound s- like Disney owns Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I, I guess. mean, he could just show up as like, all of a sudden we see like Joker from the animated series. Yeah. This could be a uh, space, a new Space Jam, but for Disney <laughs> oh, stuff. No, don't, don't make this that bad. Like, I, I still have hopes for, for the remaining seven episodes. <laughs> um, Oh, the other weapon that we forgot to mention is Malakas yeah, dagger. Mm-hmm, he uses the dagger, but then he switches over to uh, Hella's. Um, I don't know what you actually call that—the headgear. Yeah, I don't. Her, it's not even. But in the in the movie, it's her hair, isn't it? She like smooths her hair back, uh, and it turns into it. So I, I don't know. I that, thought that's just how she like summoned it. Oh, is that maybe yeah. it's like a dramatic gesture? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's magic. <laughs> Um, so that was just like a really fun scene. The whole fight scene was really cool. Um, we get to see a lot of really exciting moments, especially when they pull their trick play to, to beat the collector. That was like the coolest thing. He like turns his little rocket boots sideways and then he does like the slide move but in the air to knee to collect Mm -hmm. like oh man that was so cool i was like this is great we're like i want this fight scene to keep going uh it didn't that's where it ended but um it was fun to see i did kind of feel like okay the collector is so overpowered like even without all of his stolen gadgets he was pretty beefy and strong Mm -hmm. and so the second that he got they like left the girl opens his door and yeah, she opens like a bunch of people's doors as well, but it kind of seemed like, well, I mean, he's still pretty strong though. Right? Like he's probably going to fight his way out of this. This isn't the last time we've seen the collector. I think. Yeah. He's, you would think he's such a crucial part in, in, you know, this MCU and he's, we've seen him multiple times. So I feel like, yeah, we'll see him again. Yeah. But the whole like uh, reference with like uh, what was the game called? Sticky, sticky hands, sticky yeah. fingers. Yeah, sticky fingers. <laughs> um, to get his bracelet off of him, like that was really fun. I like that. That was fun. And then we also, I mean, we didn't really talk about them, but um, we do get to see the what are chil- the children of Thanos called? That's not what they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're. Uh... They're here and they're still bad. <laughs> yeah, the Black Order. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're super sketch. It is weird that like, I mean they they like worked for Thanos and then he went mm-hmm. good. So they were like, well, we still want to be bad, so we're gonna go work for the next big criminal galaxy kingpin. Like that was just a weird thing that he he owns them now. I guess. Or they run yeah, the security. I thought that was strange, but because uh, you expect these are supposed to be the children of Thanos, like mm-hmm. wouldn't? Uh, yeah, that was. I thought that was interesting that they, uh, if they, if the Black Order had gone good, I feel like that would have been really overboard for this episode. That'd be way too many changes. To I'm kind of glad they kept them. Yeah, kept them as is. Yeah, yeah. Bad guys be bad guys, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, 
that's kind of how the episode ends. They kind of escape. Uh, they go back because this whole time T'Challa has been told much like, well, no, Peter, I mean, Peter knew. But didn't he tell Peter Earth blew up or something? Wasn't that the story that he told him? I don't, I don't know. I think that the secret was that he didn't tell him who his dad was. Okay. Well, this and time... his the... dad was around and looking for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that they were supposed to... Yeah, 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 yeah. So in this universe, I guess, the secret is that Wakanda is not has not been destroyed and it's still there. Uh, so T'Challa gets to go back and mm-hmm. see his father and he brings his whole crew with him. Um, and that was fun, like... Okay, happy ending, sort of. Um, I feel like it was a a weird choice. Like, I don't know. I feel like the end of the first episode kind of left you like, okay, something more can happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas the end of this episode was kind of like, this is the end of the episode. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I mean, okay. He's back, I guess. I I mean, I guess we can assume that like the the like what happens next will be this final scene where we get to see Peter Quill working at a Dairy Queen mm-hmm. and Ego walks in and says his classic line. <laughs> um and so, you know, I I guess that that's supposed to be the like, oh, something more is going to happen because I think the uh, the watcher says like, and that's gonna that's the event that triggers the end of the world. So, I mean, maybe ego is the bad. Like, I, I don't know. I we still don't really yeah. know. Like, it, it, are all of these people going to come together at some point and fight against something, or is this just kind of a bunch of one-off stories that like is fine with me? I'm totally fine with it being one-off stories. I think it's fun to see the what if universe mm-hmm. um but i don't know i thought it was a it was like a post-credit scene before the credits <laughs> i think you know it didn't really right, have anything right. to do with the story that we were watching other than like that they didn't get peter quill so yeah. his dad just came to find him <laughs> uh that's what killing me i was like i wonder how much he got paid just to have this one tiny little yeah. moment. <laughs> because oh, when I saw, you know, looking through the opening and you see all the names and then I see uh, Kurt Russell's like, oh, snap. Like, how big of a role is he going to have in this? Right. Well, yeah, when I saw his name, my first thought was, wait, is he, is that part of this new universe that like yeah. T'Challa is Ego's son? Mm-hmm. But then nope. very quickly, yeah, no, they were like, no, yeah. that's not it. It's still Peter, but these two are idiots. Well, they- you, we got that early on when it was like, you grabbed the wrong boy. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? No, he's got like, he's got two listening holes, two. Yeah, two see holes, two hear holes, and one <laughs> one eat hole. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty neat that for this episode to be about T'Challa, it was Yondu's Nexus event. Him making the choice to send the two idiots after the kid instead yeah. of doing it himself. <laughs> yeah, which is in, which is interesting because it was, and like I guess really, I mean yes, you could say technically it was Yondu's, but also it was kind of theirs, right? Like it was kind of they went. Yeah, and they're the ones that grabbed him. They could have just been like, "Hey, that's not him," and left. 
So I don't know. Talk about crazy Nexus events. Like, I mean, that right there could have spawned six other events that could have changed the timeline even more. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was a fun episode to watch. I don't think it was as strong as episode one, but that's not to say that it wasn't a good episode. Um, but that's kind of where I'll leave this episode. So what are your, what are your last thoughts? I think that part of the reason why I enjoyed this one so much is that walking into the first episode, I pretty much knew what to expect. Like it's easy for me to picture uh, Peggy Carter taking over the mantle of Captain America and kind of knowing how that will play out. Of course she was going to be excellent at it. And like that was all really, really fun to watch and to get all these references to the original movie. That was great. But I was not prepared <laughs> to see T'Challa as Star-Lord and to see how huge of a difference that was going to make, like right off the bat. Like it was just like every single moment was like, what, what, what? And that was, <laughs> that was fun for me. Also, before we move on, I was like... T'Challa stole my line in one of these because it was whenever uh, the collector says that he hates drama and he's wearing this like really long fur coat. <laughs> and I was thinking, honey, you don't wear a coat like that if you don't love drama. <laughs> and that's like T'Challa says the exact same thing. He's like, your outfit suggests otherwise. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's what I wish T'Challa was like the entire episode. I like he was witty, he was funny, mm-hmm. he was. T'Challa from Black Panther as opposed to T'Challa from Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Or Civil War. Wait. Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, Civil War. You know what I mean? Like in Civil War, he was a very serious Mm T'Challa, whereas in Black Panther, it was like a more fun, loose T'Challa. So I feel like that would have been better for this movie or this episode if you had made him a little bit more fun and witty the entire episode, because there were a couple moments where he was like, that was one of the big ones mm-hmm. that got me too. like, I'm pretty sure I laughed out loud at that moment. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. Like this is what I'm talking about. This is what T'Challa star Lord should be like mm-hmm. fun, witty star Lord, black Panther mix up. Um, but again, I mean, he has what three more episodes that he's in. So maybe we'll get that. Maybe it just kind of builds. What are your last thoughts, Luke? Yeah, like I, I definitely agree there because you, when you get to the last moments of this, you know, when he sees his dad, he's like, but hey, let me introduce you like to my family. And like, that's such a core thing, I think, and really enjoyed that. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like you, Drew, like, did I enjoy this as much as the first one? No, I still liked it. I want to watch this one again. I feel like watching this again, I'll probably appreciate it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, series like this, I totally agree. I wish there was a little bit more at the end that gets you hooked, like, like connection, like, where is this ultimately going to lead? Cause we didn't get that much this one. And maybe this is what we go back to at the end and say like, Oh, well, this may have been just like a filler episode. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to do a filler episode early on. And episode three is like really going to hook us in like, okay, now we start seeing how they're going to connect the dots. We're hopeful for that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I I love the animation. It's great to hear the actors come back and voice the ones the ones that they were able to cast. Um, that's really fun. Um, 
yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of agreeing on both ends. Like it's, it's interesting to go in to see these expectations, but I just hope like the, the next ones are kind of giving me the same feelings as like the first episode. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, maybe maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is mm-hmm. them introducing the characters and then we'll get mm-hmm. an episode where two or three of the characters meet each other and we'll kind of build off of that from there. Um, but I guess you'll have oh, to keep man. watching and what listening if, to find uh, out. What if they make like Hulk be more like Thanos? Like, <laughs> so like and Thanos has to fight Hulk, but Thanos is scared. He's like World <laughs> War Hulk. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd like that. I'm excited to see who else we get. Uh, like, I mean, I'm hoping that the people that we see in the open aren't the only people that we're going to see for this what if mm-hmm. series. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I know that this is kind of hypocritical me saying like, don't give me too many people, but give me more people. But I don't know. Uh, give me more episodes based on one particular person that has changed <laughs> instead of 20 people that have changed. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Um, make sure that you check out our Patreon. If you're not already subscribed on Patreon, then you're listening to this episode late. It has been up on Patreon for a day or two now. So be sure to join our Patreon if you want to get stuff early, as well as some, ooh, some cool stuff that we're working on. Uh, we have what? We have one episode up right now of our legacy series, movies, reviews. Uh, so be sure to check that out on our Patreon. Uh, we also want your feedback. Please leave us reviews or talk to us on social or tell us what you think of the episode uh, or, you know, what you think about Marvel in general. I don't know. Tell tell us anything. Just have fun. Chit chat. <laughs> um, but that's yeah, I think that does it for me. You guys have anything else? Who do you want the Alterna Avengers to fight? Tell Ooh. us that on our Facebook page. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That'll be our question of the week. Uh, what if it's Iron Man? <gasps> God, that's no. how they get Tony Stark back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to join us next week for episode three of What If dot 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 question mark the series on Disney Plus. Uh, either of you have a tagline for today? Put us on the spot. Mm. Yep. I meant to look one up this week and I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Baba Booey. (laughs) See you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.